Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. Oh my gosh. We reached the end of the tunnel. I see you sitting in your new house right now. I know. I just got my new tarot desk in today and I set it up like right before. Like I was with my little screwdriver setting up this little desk because I knew that it needed to be set up before we record the podcast. Is it a real screwdriver or were you using an Allen wrench? Like a real screwdriver. There, oh a, little, a little Allen wrench like was included, but I was like, why am I going to use a little Allen wrench for like I, something I can just do with like a Phillips <laughs> set? There actual go. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, weird. So it was like either would work. Bolts. Yeah. I yeah. love putting together flat pack furniture. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things <laughs> well, in the world. <laughs> my, my husband's father, my father-in-law came to kind of, we had our, we had to set up a washer and connect it to some like piping and stuff like that. We had to like connect it to the to kitchen sink to get some water to it. Oh. So he was fixing all of that today. And so while he's fixing that, I'm fixing like the little desk. And I was afraid that he would try to come and take it over from me because I really like setting up stuff. <laughs> like you don't like this is like calming and like very yeah. zen for me. Like I get in my little momentum and I'm just like screwing stuff in. And then I like, oh, damn it. I screwed the wrong thing. in, so I unscrew it and then like switch the piece around. But it's really fun and like relaxing like it. a puzzle. I love Love it. I also feel it's like a puzzle and it's also like pretty immediate reward because it doesn't take that long to put together and you feel super accomplished once you have. Exactly. And now I have a beautiful new like big tarot desk that's also small at the same time. So, and I have like it's shelves. It's small because it's close to the ground. Yes. It's big because there's lots of space and storage. Yes. So, like, I can fit my laptop and my mic and lots of tarot decks on my shelves. And, like, there's like three shelf levels. So, I'm like, ah, I'm so excited. I love it. Oh, my so. gosh. So good. So much better than last week where you were yes, in a like a little cubby hole. State of disarray. <laughs> With no like, tarot decks anywhere. Just like yeah, two. Exactly. Abundance like, has come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've manifested some abundance. Yes. I got my first ever astrology reading from uh, my friend Katie, who's the Torian estate. She's like just changed her handle. But anyway, she's the Torian estate on Instagram. I took a class with her back when she was what was it? What was she before? Anyway, she was a different shop name before, but it was about like the Virgo full moon and all of it. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Because I didn't even realize that we launched our fricking shop and selling our deck on the Virgo new moon. Look at us. We like are just so in tune with the universe. We just do things naturally. Exactly. (laughs) That is exactly what I'm trying to say. Look at how naturally intuitive with the universe I am. (laughs) We are amazing. (laughs) Yes. But so that means that in the last week you moved. Yes. We started pre-orders for our adorable deck that I'm so excited about. We kind of like announced our moon cards, which I'm really thrilled about that are included with our deck. And we had pre-orders, like people pre-ordered. I know. People actually like our deck enough to buy it. <laughs> That's just yeah, like amazing Yeah, and I'm so excited about it. So yeah. it's still there, people, if you haven't already and you want to. Um, we're going to be shipping by the end of September because this is moving quickly. Like, yes. it's all done. So it's just a matter of ordering stuff. Um, so if you're interested in pre-ordering it, you can go to wildlytarot.com slash shop. Our new beautiful website. Yes, it's so pretty. <laughs> and we have future like collaborations on the line that are like coming down the pipe. And I'm so yeah. excited about that. Like, because uh, now we're like selling an item rather than just like begging people to listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, although it's been really fun. I know. I know. So this is just like super exciting, like manifestation I know. time. Exactly. Super exciting manifestation time, which is great. I think that like, yeah, Virgo season will be good for us. I think so. Yeah. Me unpacking everything and you dealing with shop stuff. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) And also all of my actual work stuff, which will feel very stressful until next Wednesday. Yes. But you can do it. It's okay. We can do it. And your house. Exactly. The Virgo season's going to finish that out too. Oh yeah. My fucking house is still in disarray. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to get done. But we think that'll be the middle of next week, too, when yeah. it's done. Hopefully. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. I'm feeling confident. Here. I knocked on plywood. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, when I got home yesterday, they had painted um, both bathrooms. And the one that we're doing in, like, dark, dark, dark gray, I'm just so excited to it see them together. It looks so good on your Insta stories. Like, yeah. So I want basically black walls in here. <laughs> Are you going to have a golden toilet? Can you have a golden toilet, please? No, no, no. But I think the reason that it can handle it is because that room gets a lot of light. Anyway, this doesn't matter. This is for our home improvement podcast that we'll do later. (laughs) On top of all the other podcasts we have. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. 
All right, shall we do our podcast? Yeah, I, I guess we can do our podcast now. Do you want to talk about tarot? <laughs> So I'm in charge of the card of the day, and I'm using our mini deck for this. Ooh. So we got the Queen of Wands for today. Ooh, hey, it's me. It's, <laughs> hey, it's me. But that's also super great because we're both feeling really joyful yeah. and strong. Like, we've gotten a lot of things accomplished in the yeah. last few weeks. Like, we feel like we've come into our, like, to me, like, the Queen of Wands is like, she's come into herself. She knows who she is. And that sh- that they can manifest lots of things and yeah, like, but not powerful. even just podcast related. Just oh like yeah, just like in our related. life. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> to me, it's like like very representational of what we've been going through recently. Yeah, I love it. All right, Queen of Wands, let's get this show on the road. Our first question of the episode is from our friend Taryn, and she asks, "I'm having a hard time with focus and creativity blocks lately. What can I do to help me get myself back in line?" How, what can I do to help get myself back in line? I think Sometimes we need you to just ask, have to give yourself time. Time. <laughs> I was like, well, that's kind of like guilt-ridden statement there. Um, I would, I would say, like, first we should ask, like, what exactly is the block? I would say, yeah, what's the block, and then like, just how like, to maybe, remove it, maybe, a, or even just like a couple of things to focus on that will be like so exciting that you'll break through. Okay, like a couple of breakthrough. Pop, yeah, pop, pop, because pop. I feel like when you sometimes when you ask like what can I do to break through it? It's like, it, it would just be like eight of wands. <laughs> just do like, it. Thanks. Yeah. Like, thanks. Yeah. I exactly. It. So maybe like an area to focus on to yeah. kind of like, to give you inspiration. You to break yeah. through. There we go. Okay, hey, cool. Nice. So we'll both pull a card for what the block is all about. Yes. And we'll read them together. Cause I like, we've been doing that a lot know, more I lately like, and I like it. I like it too. Let's see. Decision made. Ha ha. This is what we're doing now. We're professionals <laughs> a year and a half into this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were having a conversation on Instagram with two of our friends, Cards Made Mirror, Cards Made Mirror and Tarot Tidbits. And we were having this problem with like finding the appropriate storage solution for these decks that we're selling. And I think we probably surprised them at how quickly we make decisions. Yeah. We're like, I can't, I literally can't find a box that'll work. Well, okay. Should we just use a canvas bag? Yep, sure, okay, yeah. Okay. Made, problem solved. We don't need to fight about it. We're like, okay, whatever's best and easiest. We don't resist. Yeah, that. exactly. Whatever is best and easiest. It allows us to upgrade the card, card stock. stock. Yeah. Decision made. Yeah. It's a good decision for everybody all around. Okay. Got it. It doesn't impede yeah. our vision for the deck. Exactly. Moving on. Okay. So I got the four of wands. Okay. And what flew out of the deck was the, like the half moon. Oh yeah. And the magician. So I feel like when the half moon is coming, because we're not at the half moon yet, whatever the, it's not the waxing of the waning moon. It's just the half. I just call it always half moon. So well, it's still waxing or waning, but it's a quarter, quarter moon. moon. Thank you. So whatever this one is in the series, let's see. This one waxing. is waxing. No, yeah, that's waxing. Well, I don't know. Is your, is your the screen black is on the, for me? The black is on the left. Okay, so it doesn't flip it for me. So okay. yeah, that's that's waxing. Okay, so the, it's it's the waxing quarter moon or whatever. Okay, which is funny because that's where we are. Like, yeah, I think we're today. Tomorrow, because it's, well, I mean, for me, it's not today. Because I'm in Korea <laughs> and the moon is a little bit backward, like a little bit behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep my editorials about other things that are a little bit behind in Korea to myself. Thanks. That's for our other podcast editorials <laughs> yeah. by Holly editorials and Esther. from Holly. No, I'm just like, leave Esther alone. Leave me alone. I just want to go with her life. I, know. I guess it's actually tomorrow, but I do maybe think that that is good to just saying a timing that wise that the block yeah. can be finished with soon. And then that magician is going to be manifesting. Like it's just, of course, like kind of echoing that manifestation. Wait, is this going to be a chance for me to have an in podcast moon minute really quickly? Ooh, yes, do it. So I think, so the first quarter moon is always kind of interesting because you're going to feel a lot more stress about accomplishing things. 
So that can be really bad if you're already feeling a block, if you're feeling like down on yourself for not accomplishing things in the way that you want them to. So be aware of that. Like this episode is coming out on the day of the quarter moon. So Taryn, if you listen to this and you start giving yourself a hard time, that's going to be a problem yes. for you <laughs> and yes. for us because we don't want you to feel bad. Yeah. But I think paired with the, like, I got the four of, of wands, yeah. which is, or sorry. Yeah. The four, four of, wands. of wands, which is so celebratory. Yeah. And getting the magician also, it's kind of like maybe this moon cycle, now that the moon's in Virgo, you'll break through some creative blocks just because people get a little bit more rational during mm-hmm. these earth sign times of the year. Like Virgo is kind of about like taking stock and making lists and like, you know, checking in about what you've accomplished this year and all of that stuff. Maybe this is kind of encouraging you to sort of harness the first quarter moon energy mm-hmm. and let's see what sign it's going to be in. I think it's going to be in Scorpio. I think it's see. leaving Scorpio. I think no. it's, no, it'll be in Sagittarius okay. when it goes into the first quarter moon. So that, which is nice because Sagittarius brings with it kind of like a sense of openness. Mm-hmm. And so if you can allow yourself to be sort of like open and that also would come into play with the four of wands, if you can let yourself sort of feel like open and like you're willing to receive some like creative downloads almost with yeah. this first quarter moon, then even if you're not necessarily like getting a ton of stuff done, at least if you're like open to it, you can start mapping out how you'd like the rest of your month to go basically like yeah. creatively. Yeah. So it's like, to me, it's, it's just kind of saying like the block is finishing. So don't panic or worry about it. Yeah. yeah like yeah. don't concern yeah, yourself exactly. and worry about it too much. And if you're still feeling vestiges of a block and you know, it's something that you're feeling really bad about. Just remember that you're more likely to feel bad about not moving forward during a first quarter moon because your brain is like, like, let's get stuff done. Like, come on. The moon is, is waxing. We need to get moving. But you can also, when you know, I think that that's one of the reasons why I like the moon cycle information so much is Mm -hmm. that if you know that that's something that's happening to you because of the moon, then you can like, give yourself less of a hard time about it. Oh my God, Doom. Doonkey's like, I'm not getting enough done, mom. <laughs> he's like, you're not petting me enough. Yes, Look at his okay. little face. Oh, now he's breathing into the mic. Okay. So back on topic. Yes. So <laughs> I think just like, I, I mean, I, you know that I am such a moon person. I don't yes. talk about it on the podcast that much, although I do in Patreon a little bit more, but I do think that just like, like, I, for me, see my own productivity and mood impacted a lot by what phase of the moon is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if that's not something that you're doing, then this may not feel like quite as applicable, but we could also just extrapolate rather than it being like, Oh, it's you're in the first quarter in Sagittarius. So here's what it's going. Who's here's what's going on. I think that even without that like level of woo woo that I just introduced to it, still the, you know, waxing crescent or the waxing quarter moon still does mean that right. Still like more of like a, inspiration to get stuff done mm-hmm. even if you're not extrapolating it in like a personal effect sort right. of way right you could still use that card that popped up in that way right right yeah just taking the moon as itself and not necessarily looking at the sign that it's in or anything like that. exactly but. exactly but i do think that it's probably relevant since we use it that way oh yeah that it came up the day that the episode's going to be released being like here on this day, what you can, what's causing this block is your desire to accomplish things and Mm -hmm. like manifest things. And sometimes that can feel too overwhelming because you want to get so much done basically. Right. Right. So what, so that actually leads to the other question that we decided on really well, because if you're feeling like you want to accomplish things so much and it's almost like there's too much that you're going after. Like there are too many things that you want to accomplish and succeed at focusing on one thing to like put your energy into or two things to put your energy into would make it that you could probably break through that a little bit easier. Like that, uh, story about the hole and the dam. You mean the person with the finger in the hole in the dam? Exactly. (laughs) 
Because you have to, like, once water starts escaping through it, then it creates, like, structural integrity integrity problems throughout the whole dam. Yeah. So in this case, that's a good thing. You want a stream of accomplishment to start breaking through your dam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of the block will just kind of, like, just kind of fix afterwards. itself. Yeah. Is that the point of that story? I don't know. Maybe I don't remember. I like that sort. That story was like maybe like second grade for me. Like so, I was like, (laughs) sure, okay, sure, Holly, whatever. I'll go with you on this. I'm I'm with you on this journey, hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, thank you for being on this journey with me always. All right, so an area to focus on to break through the dam. All right, I got the four of swords, and I got the sun. So like, I of course like four of swords is resting. Don't stress too much about it. Like, relax yeah. into it. And maybe you had creative block because you needed to be forced to kind of, like... Chill out. Yeah. yeah. to chill for a little bit. Yeah. And then the sun, I think, also just kind of focusing on what you have accomplished yeah. with this project and not focusing necessarily on what you haven't accomplished or what you want to accomplish either. Yeah, yeah. And then just, like, ride out that quarter moon energy of, like... Like here's, it's almost like a good time for creating a list of what you still need to do in the next two weeks almost mm-hmm. yeah, or in the next week or so until the full moon. Like what, especially like when the sun's in Virgo, like we want to do more lists anyway, but anyway, so yeah, maybe like spend some time rather than trying to get stuff done. If that's a block that you're facing, just focusing on what you still need to do in the next few weeks. And then you can sort of break that into more simplified chunks and it allows you to have a little bit more of that four of swords rest energy. Right. Well, and and two, the sun is in Virgo. So kind of lean into that energy. Hello, the sun. Yeah. List making. Mr. Golden. Make Kylie proud. Please shine down on me. (laughs) Does that sun card. So you're using pagan other worlds. Does that sun card have a creepy baby on it? Yes, it does. Oh, I'm trying so hard. Why do the I know I actually pulled out the sun card in Ethereal Visions, which we're talking about today, just so that we could talk about how there's no creepy baby. There is no creepy. I almost pulled it out as a favorite card because there is no creepy baby on it. (laughs) (laughs) Just to make a point. When we first first started our very first podcast, we would always check in on the Hierophant because we were so in a place where that was like a dance, like a triggering card for us. Yes. And now, because we've worked through the Hierophant, the triggering card for uh, for you for specifically me, is, is the, the sun. sun. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Creepy baby, what are you doing here? <laughs> anyway, so should we pull another card for Taryn, or do you think we're set? I think like a pep talky kind of card would be fun. You got it. So I love it. I love a pep talky card. Ooh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull a pep talky card from... Valeda Oracle, because it's like right here on my new little desk. Oh, yay. You have such easy access to your shit now. I know. (laughs) So mine is like more than an arm's reach away. I'd have to actually stand up to get any of my decks. I've missed this deck. Like I pulled it out of storage while it was in storage because I missed this deck. (laughs) Hey, it's still available for pre-orders. It is. If you liked that episode where we talked about the Valeda Oracle. Yeah, I think she's still taking pre-orders. So yeah, get on it. Get on it. Okay. Maybe pull two because I like the idea of using Oracle for this. Okay. Pep talk. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I do my seven count with Oracle cards as well. Just not tarot because I'm consistent. So I have a line and imagine. And a line has the moon cycle, which I think is very appropriate for the moon card that we've pulled. So I think definitely align with the moon energy that's going on and the astrological stuff that's going on. Like, just embrace that, like Holly said. Let it flow through you. Accept and receive. And then imagine, which I think is, like, great way of saying just kind of, like, brainstorm things don't um, pressure yourself or anything. Just kind of follow where your imagination flies. Yeah, I think that's perfect. So you've got Way this, to go. Karen. And we love yeah. you so, so, so much. And also, it's okay to not always be productive. There's, like, all those memes about how, like, your productivity or how much you accomplish each day is, like, just a capitalist... <laughs> Like yeah. such a capitalist mentality, mentality of like, yeah. this is the only way to show that you've, you know, gotten through your day is by being like, oh, here's everything that I've yeah. done. But sometimes just like allowing yourself the space and time to not is the way that you need to go in order to do more things that make you happier in the long run. Exactly. Fuck capitalism. I'm so cheesy right no. now. Okay. <laughs> we could do our second question. Okay. To break me of my cheese fest. <laughs> no, you, you're not cheesy at all. 
This question is from Michelle and Michelle says, I've had my current job for 10 years. It can be a pretty toxic atmosphere, but I work side by side with one of my best friends who also buffers me from most of the work drama slash BS. So navigating the craziness over the years hasn't been too stressful for me, but she's fed up with our leadership and is actively pursuing finding a new job. If she leaves, leadership will most likely move her responsibilities to me, which in addition to being in an unsupportive atmosphere, isn't a good fit for my personality. I'm hesitant to pull the trigger on leaving uh, myself due to my decent pay, schedule, flexibility, and job stability. I'm looking for insight on if I should start looking for a new job now or wait to see how things shake out with where I'm at. So what I'm getting from that last sentence is she's basically like, do I try to beat my friend out of this role so that I don't have to to assume take on her responsibilities almost? Yeah. I mean, I'm so weak in toxic work environments. I just basically cut and run. <laughs> I'm like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> I just cry a lot. So <laughs> I cry a lot and then I find a new job immediately. Yeah. But we'll see what the cards say. Yeah. I think having like cards for new job or waiting like two separate paths sort of yeah. thing would be helpful. I think that's a really good idea. And then we can kind of get clarification in areas as needed. Yeah. I like it. All right, so uh, sticking around and seeing what happens. We'll each pull a card for that. Okay, sticking around. (laughs) Oh, no. Did you pull two of swords? The two of swords? No. Okay. I pulled the three of swords. (laughs) (laughs) And I pulled the six of wands. Oh. That's interesting. But I feel like it's like a victory that has like... That is also like laced with pain. Well, also you get a lot of praise when you're handling the job of two people, like verbal praise and acknowledgement. So I think that that's kind of like having a wands and a swords is interesting because it's almost like the external result is that people Mm -hmm. would be like, oh my gosh, you've like, you've done so much. It's so amazing. But internally you'd be like, oh my, this is actually crushing me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm feeling heartbroken. Like I'm not only I like, I'm sad. My friend is gone. I'm like feeling really overwhelmed and like emotional about it. All of the hard toxic work environment stuff would probably feel a lot more personally painful. Yeah. And very like intentional towards you, but since your friend's a buffer and now you don't yeah. have that buffer anymore, it seems more pointed like a sword. So yeah, like three swords. In fact, <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I think so you'd be getting like external praise, but internal trauma basically. Mm, I like it, Holly. That was nice. <laughs> I've had half a cup of coffee and I've had a glass of wine. So (laughs) I like that. That's like what our personalities need. Like you need a tiny bit of wine so you can just feel a little bit more relaxed. And because it's so early in the morning, I need coffee because I'm otherwise like, well, I've noticed like on the pot, like episodes where I've had coffee or like energy drink or something, my words speed up so fast. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is ridiculous. Esther, you need to control yourself. So, no more coffee. All right. So then uh, starting to look for a new job now. Information about that. Oh, I got the seeker. So it's saying do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. And I got the three of wands. So, yeah, I think that it's really the time to start looking for something. Yeah. It's like in the, of course, the three of wands is like the active one where you're actually going out and stepping yeah, out to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like the sort of planning outside of yourself, not just like thinking about where you stand, but thinking about where you could go. Yeah. And the seeker is a pagan otherworld's like bonus card where it's not the fool, but it's like someone who's searching and seeking for answers from the yeah, universe. Yeah, but sort more of card. intentional. It's yeah. not just like stumbling through stuff the way the fool kind of is. It's yeah. like, you know, being very, very intentional about moving forward. Yes. That's pretty clear. I know. <laughs> hey, we're good. High five us. I just high five myself yeah. since we can't do it. <laughs> You're our Foley artist for this episode. <laughs> I would love artist. that job. You have no idea how much I've done like production, like theater production before in the background. I would love that. To be, a, a I, You should do it. Ugh. Now I have a bit table big enough. I could technically. Yeah, you could be a foley artist now, just like sticking your hand in Jello and smushing it around <laughs> to be something. Could you imagine on our podcast, like the flipping of the cards, actually like an audio, like external audio? My sister once asked me that when we were still really, really new. She's like, "Do you add in the card flipping?" And I'm like, "No, we no. just both do it obsessively when we're thinking or talking." So. Yeah, it's my it's my anxiety working itself out. Like if we're ever yeah. having like an inten- intense conversation, I will like grab it and like you can by the 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 speed of my flipping through the cards 
You can tell how anxious I am. (laughs) It's a good litmus test in that way, for sure. Like, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, moving forward? Yeah, let's do moving forward. Yeah. Oh, you know what might be fun? What? What if we just, like, pull out all of our decks Using the literary witches, the brand new literary witches oracle to like choose almost a person to look to to for for inspiration, like inspiration Mm. as you're moving forward. Let me go grab that. That'd be a fun thing. That'd be nice. Plus this way now we'll use how many decks? Like one to review and then you use two and I use two. Exactly. Actually, (laughs) It's dangerous having our desks near our recording station. You're inspiring me with your new setup, Esther. <laughs> and I'm actually sitting on the floor, and I love it. Like, this floor seating is amazing. Girl, I have told you this a million times. I love sitting on the floor. It is my absolute favorite. I will send you a desk for Christmas. It'll be, like, $400 in shipping, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Twice as much as the desk itself costs. Like, the desk was, like, 50 bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got, uh, for kind of, like, a place to look for inspiration as you move forward i got angela carter and angela carter it represents identity and let me read to you a little bit about what sort of writing she did because the whole thing about this oracle deck is that it's a companion to this book called the literary witches where tasia katiskaya and katie horan wrote this book kind of like talking about all these really awesome authors and sort of like what makes them witches it's kind of Similar to some of those things where, like, any revolutionary woman is a witch, which oh, I like. Okay. Kind of like, yeah, rec- yeah, yeah, yeah. like, sort of claiming ancestry almost. Right. But anyway, so Angela Carter, the feminist fairy tales of Angela Carter, who was born in 1940 and died in 1992, which draw on stories like Little Red Riding Hood and Beauty and the Beast, are sumptuous tapestries depicting sexual, violent scenes ornamented with symbols and adjectives. She was fascinated by the performance of femininity and her works often feature showgirls, trapeze artists, and dolls. But she does seem cool. She's an English short story, short story novelist, writer, poet, and journalist. And she's known for her feminist magical realism. Ooh. So look her up and look to some of her writings for inspiration as you move forward, Michelle. Yeah. Since it seems to have to do with identity overall, it's like a theme. Yeah, totally. Especially when you're considering, like, in the past felt a little bit protected by your friend, Mm -hmm. then how things are impacting you is something you wouldn't really know fully because you haven't had to deal with it. Right. But it really seems like the cards are encouraging you to start planning an escape almost. Yes. Yes, very much so. I feel like. Even if they flatter the hell out of you with all the six of wands energy in the world. <laughs> yeah. It might still not be worth it. It was, I mean, to <laughs> me, it's like a three of swords in the heart is not worth the six of wands. Like, cause to me, it's like the flattery oh God, can be so me, fake. It is. What is my fucking problem? I'm so willing to sacrifice for flattery. No, cause to me, it's just like fake accolades. Cause I used to work in a work environment where like behind your back, they would like talk shit about you, but then to your face, they would give you accolades and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, to me, it's like, I can just see through the BS and that's not. Yeah worth it to me so i know that it's bs but i still love flattery you still like so it? much well now everyone knows how to get to holly's good side <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> only for a little bit eventually i get really sick of it yeah yeah so you've got this michelle you can move yeah. on and seek your new job seek your new job be that seeker look to angela carter let us know how it goes maybe some beyonce knows carter as well yeah maybe some beyonce knows carter the two most important carters all right. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why does she have the other kids tarot box out? I'm getting ready for our Patreon section of this podcast. It's the Patreon section of the podcast. Woo-hoo! Official title. Official working title. <laughs> so as per usual, we're selecting our Patreon supporter who's getting a reading from Me. one of us. From Esther. Hey. <laughs> In September. As per usual, the ASMR drawing. ASMR does literally nothing for me. Oh, no. Me either. I'm like, why are you whispering? Just talk to me in a normal voice. Okay, so (laughs) the name is Carrie, and it just says Carrie. It's K-A-R-I, right? C-A-R-R-I-E. Oh, shoot. We have two Carries. So many Carries. So I will be messaging the C-A-R-R-I-E Carrie on Patreon, so look forward to my messages there. Yay! And it's super fun. We really like doing these. I know. 
sort of like giveaway readings for our Patreon supporters. This will be our fourth month. Yeah, because we usually do it with either video reading or face-to-face reading or email PDF reading. Just whatever floats your boat because you're an introvert, extrovert. We can adapt. Yeah, we can adapt. We're ambiverts. We got this. Yeah, exactly. And we now officially, as of, what, Sunday, have a much more simplified Patreon layout. So our Patreon supporters get 20% off. uh, Anyone at the $5 or $15 level gets 20% off of our mini deck. And the $5 a month level gets access to all of our bonus content. There's a lot of it up there. We just posted the episode that we were joking about last week on the main episode about the cult. Esther, what did you think about that cult? That was an amazing cult, and I kind of love it. Like, I at first I was very skeptical because nudity and fire does not usually mix. But at the end of it, I was like, you know what? You go. Holly you go. would join this cult. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate that. I, I liked my titling of it. So I'm very proud of it. Yeah, you did a very good Thank job. Thank you. So Thank there's you. a lot of bonus content. And now you, at the $5 level, you get access to all of it, including Moon Minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the $15 level is just if you want like a tarot deck or a box from, or a, bo- a book from us once a year. Yeah. Just as a little bonus gift because we love you. Exactly. Yeah. So we're so excited about our new Patreon because it's, it's simplified. Yeah. And we love it. It's simplified. It's straightforward. It's streamlined. People get discounts on our deck. It's awesome. And you can find it at patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast. And now we get to do shout outs. Yes. So our first Patreon shout out is for Samantha. Your card is the King of Swords. I love the King of Swords in Pagan Otherworlds because he's like a bear skin on his head and is really ferocious and amazing. Uh, And then we have two Lorries. So the first Lori is Lori with an A-U. And Lori with an A-U, your card is Judgment. And Ellen, your card is the Seeker. So seek, oh seek, my seek. gosh! I know that's uh, that card never comes up for me, but all of a sudden it's like popping up today. So I know What's a seeking People need are to happen. Taking on this Virgo energy and getting stuff done. Yeah. Uh, Lori with an O. Your card is the Eight of Swords. And Kara, your card is the Three of Cups. Oh, I love that card. Yay! Katie, your card is. Justice. Wow. Justice and judgment coming out. Wow. Coming out strong. And Nyx with two X's. Your card is the eight of wands. Erica got the four of wands. Ooh. And that's our Patreon shout outs. Thank you so much for your support, y'all. I said y'all today or yesterday in an orientation for transfer students. And because I live in California, nobody says y'all except for if they're trying to be like, like gender neutral and not say guys like where I am. Yeah. Um, cause that's what I'm constantly working on. I said, y'all, and I swear to God that three students just looked at each other. Like, who does she think she is? <laughs> <laughs> just say you're getting it from me. Like, it's just natural. Like, yeah. I mean, it's also English is weird because there's just not there's that no many ways third to person talk about a group of gender people. neutral sign. And y'all is perfectly fine. It's, it's just... better than yous yeah. to me or it's... yins like the freaking Pennsylvania or you guys. but that still says guys i know it does all right so this week we're talking about ethereal visions tarot which i'm so excited to talk about because i have not pulled this out in a while like i think maybe since march really this is like your favorite deck almost i use to read with so i use it primarily for readings for other people and i haven't been like you know selling readings lately right right not because people aren't buying them just because I have not even mentioned to people that I sell readings so all of my like end of last year beginning of this year stuff finished and I was like I think I'm gonna give this deck a little bit of a break and I when I was looking through it I was like I don't think that I pulled this out since March <laughs> anyway so it's ethereal visions tarot it's created by Matt Hughes um from the it's from U.S. Games and that's something that we'll talk about in a second but the publisher says In creating Ethereal Visions, Matt Hughes has drawn inspiration from the Art Nouveau movement, adopting its distinctive style and meticulous approach to craftsmanship. The artist has also created two additional cards to supplement the the traditional Major Arcana. Every detailed image in the 80-card deck is hand-drawn and colored. Each card is illuminated with gold foil stamping to elegant effect. Includes a 48-page booklet. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Hughes is a self-taught artist who focuses on the aesthetic approach referred to today as the golden age of illustration. His style combines inspiration from Art Nouveau, Pre-Raphaelite, and Symbolist movements to produce an artistic expression uniquely his own. 
And this deck, I think that this is happening more and more now. So I feel like people are going to be less and less. Like when this deck came out, there was a huge amount of frustration mm -hmm. because it was started as a Kickstarter and then it got picked up by US Games before the Kickstarter came out. So it was published via mass market for mm -hmm. way less money before the Kickstarter supporters got their decks. Yeah. I think that it was like probably one of the first times that happens. It mm -hmm. caused a lot of drama. And so some people still refuse to use this deck because of that. I mean, I feel like I think there's less of a like an outcry when decks are picked up for yeah. mass market now. Like just like Lightseekers yeah. like Seekers Tarot is picked up by Hay House. But I think it's just it's just kind of like in bad taste for the mass market deck to come out before the Kickstarters get there. Right. I think it was that's just totally whiffed. And I think yeah. also the other part of it, and I like I didn't know about this till well after I'd fallen in love with this deck. So it's one of those complicated things where you're like, you find something out about a creator and you're like, oh God. But I guess like in some of the interactions he had with people who were confronting him about how the mass market was gonna be available before the Kickstarter version, he was like kind of a dick about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, for me, there are certain circumstances where that would be a total deal breaker for me. If yeah. there's, if something really negative comes out about a creator, there are definitely circumstances, especially if it's like about racism or sexism or mm -hmm. like, you know, those sorts of being a bad person where that's kind of like, and like not taking responsibility. That's, that's kind of a deal breaker, but I, maybe I just haven't delved deep enough into it because I like the deck so much. But yeah. for me, I still really, really like this deck and I get incredible readings from it. And I think that I might even buy a second copy because I'm looking at my copy and it's starting to get a little bit well-loved. <laughs> yeah. Very well-loved. Yeah. So it's one of those things where people have, like, I think it's probably died down now that it's been two years since <clears> this <throat> happened or almost two years since this happened. But it's just one of those things where it's hard when a creator, like, has something really exciting and wonderful happen to them, like getting picked up for mass market. But I think that that's sort of, well, I mean, this is probably part of a larger conversation, but I think that this is sort of like a thing about Kickstarter in general is that it makes the consumer feel like participants in the creative process right? and almost like owners of the creative process yeah. of the artist. And so there's always going to be a little bit of a gray area of like what's owed to the audience that's supported right. through Kickstarter like, is it just, well, you got your deck and that should be enough? Or is it, I deserve more like accommodations, I guess, or more insight because I was a Kickstarter backer rather than somebody who just bought it through the traditional means. Yeah. Cause to me, I kind of see it as like a producer where they're doing kind of like giving the work in the background, kind of getting that support in the background. And as a producer there to me, or just as any Kickstarter, even though you're collectively producing this together as like a big push, you're still individually like responsible to help this deck. So I think yeah. if the, if it to me it was like, if the timing was better, like if, if USA games kind of held off until the Kickstarters came out, people wouldn't have been as angry and Matt yeah. Hughes like response may have not been as frustrated because he's probably getting inundated because people are very passionate about like, how dare you do this to us? you know, selling it for a cheaper price when we support the Kickstarter at full price. Yeah, totally. You know, so I think, you know, I I think it also creates a really interesting conversation about creators and their reactions to people's anger about things. Because we've seen some yeah. really good examples about when people get angry about certain things and they they respond appropriately and they respond respectfully and then other creators yeah. get very defensive immediately. So yeah. I think there's a conversation there too. Can you how can you like separate the deck creator from the deck that they've made and the art that they've made. Right. And we talked about this a little bit also in our mystic Mondays episode. Yeah. Because a similar thing happened with, which almost exactly the same actually, except for with her, it was a like production quality issue with the Kickstarters. Right. And then it went mass market before the quality issue could be corrected on the Kickstarter. But it's hard because there's this, like, I think it might, Maybe it won't slow down. Who knows? But yeah. there are like all these decks. Sometimes you back a deck on Kickstarter anticipating that it'll go mass market. Right. Like there's no reason for me to ever think that Spacious Tarot isn't going to go mass market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That had like thousands of supporters. Oh, yeah. Just like Lightseer's Tarot. Like Lightseer's Tarot was a huge smashing hit on Kickstarter. So, of course, 
it got picked up by a publisher. And I feel right. like I would not be surprised if Spacious Tarot also got picked up by a, a publisher. Publisher, it's exactly. very, very popular. And to me, it's like I'm excited when it does go mass market because that means more people can get their hands on it. And my copy is just a little bit more special and like better quality you know because we know we know the cardstock quality of other like usa games it's pretty good but it's not as great as like unicorn crystal unicorn tarot or other decks out there so anyway we have clearly have a lot of feelings we have tons of feelings so but i think the thing that the moral of the story is that if you hear people saying that they don't like this deck it's likely for that reason because honestly I can't really, I mean, maybe this is just my own bias. Like, I can't really come up with a negative about this deck. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, anyway, I guess we could go into the parameters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I was already like... going so deep into it. But okay. I guess, like, the general impressions and vibe is just that it's, like, for me, kind of perfect. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. It's dynamic. I think that it, like... It follows Rider Waite Smith closely enough that it's really easy to pick up, but it also uh-huh. has these like interesting little nuances to make it a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. I think that the colors are stunning. Yes, they're perfect. Stunning. They're perfect. The gold is so pretty and yes. well done. So shiny. And the card stock is great. Yeah. <laughs> surprisingly from a usa games deck it's actually pretty fucking good you know yeah like, it's like very it's a bit good thicker than use you, you, normal usa game stock yeah it's actually thicker and bigger so i actually yeah. do think that that's an interesting thing is that there it's like it seems like u.s games lux almost like, yeah it's not it didn't come in a tuck box it's a little no. bit better cards quality yeah like, it's interesting. So I wonder if maybe they'll start doing more mass markets in that sort of, like, lane. I mean, I hope so, because we've, like I said before, like, it's like some of these decks is, like, coloring paper that's been, like, had, a like, a laminate over it. And I'm just, I'm just done. Like, like yeah. so, are you, like, Line Starter, like, they did Line Starter really bad with that sort of thing. Well, that was Llewellyn. That was Llewellyn. But just in general, like, publishing houses need to get their button gear so anyway but well because a car like pretty art will take a deck fairly far yeah but people have really strong really negative reactions to cardstock yeah like people are still whenever we uh talk about line strider or even other kins people will say like you know about the episode like well isn't the cardstock a deal breaker and it's like well not to us not to us because the art kind of to me exceeds cardstock but it just kind of goes to that conversation so what kind of readings do you use this for uh, like like what, what kind of readings are these good with i used it for all of my readings for like year ahead spreads that i did i did probably like a dozen or so year ahead spreads for people at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. then i used it for all of them because i think that the colors make it seem really soft but it actually really packs quite a punch uh-huh um because the negative cards like it's not like they're not like, I don't know what is going on with this earbud. Um, Cause the negative cards, like they're still negative. Right. Like, it Like the tower is still a tower. It still has people falling out of the tower, but the color palette and the gold make it really pretty also. So yeah. it's kind of like a good thing for people who aren't as familiar with tarot to see, which is mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I always select it. And it looks fantastic with compendium of constellations. Oh yeah. 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 And I, so I would always pair it with compendium of, Con- of constellations. What the hell is that? The one that you have the dream about all the cards folding in half. Oh, Interstar Oracle. Yeah. So I would pair it with compendium of constellation and Interstar Oracle and the colors combined was mm-hmm. were like really beautiful. Um, but it's still packed a wall up because all three of those decks do that. In my yeah. opinion. And I have primarily used it for ancestor work, which kind of surprised oh, nice. me. But when I was doing like ancestor work and like spirit guide stuff, that was the deck that they preferred. Because I tried changing it a little bit to other decks and they were like, no, 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 we're not playing with this. Like, <laughs> like the cards are very offensive. <laughs> like, um, no, where's our other deck? So I've used this because it kind of really didn't fit into my practice well. I wouldn't really use it for public readings or anything like that, but it fit like apparently fit the nuance of my ancestral readings. I mean, it definitely reminds me of my grandmother a lot. I think oh, yeah. primarily because of the colors and she has a lot of sort of like art nouveau stuff, um, like art and stuff around her house. And so the, especially the backs, like yes. the green and the purple reminds me so much of my grandmother. And I really, really, really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have not used it for ancestor work. So oh, interesting. Yeah. So what are your favorite cards? I narrowed it down to freaking eight. Eight? (laughs) 
I really love this deck, Esther. <laughs> Fine. Like, I, when I, even I went through all of them again to be like, maybe I don't need all of these. And <laughs> sure enough, Sophie's choice. I I Holly can't make it. Okay. I can't make a choice. So anyway, we'll start with the minors and then do majors. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the minors. My favorite non-court minor is the Nine of Swords because yes. all of the figures in the back are like pointing at her and laughing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like one of the most self, I I don't know. It just feels so. Because I pulled that one too as one of my favorite cards because you can like it's... identify with her so much because like so many times, like that's how your anxiety gets to you. Like to me, this yeah. is like exactly like the anxiety card. So that's why we both chose the same exact minor for our favorite. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Like a random. It's just... <laughs> It's just the most perfect it is. anxiety card to me. Yeah. I also love the Queen of Cups because I love her green hair. Yeah, She's just so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fish in the background are like part of her halo, which I think is really cute and detailed. And it just is great. And then the rest of them are all majors. And we already talked about the sun, which I only wanted to talk about because it is really beautiful. It is gorgeous. I love it a lot. And there's no creepy baby. Yes. I love the sun. Like, not only is it, like, gold embellished, but it's, like, a very, like, Art Nouveau sun. Yeah. So the face of it is just gorgeous. It's stunning. It's so, so cool. Death, I really love because it's one of, it has the, kind of the least amount of gold as most of the cards. Mm -hmm. And it's just so cool like it looks like i don't know i have a a version of the wizard of oz series that was published in the 70s -hmm. and this card looks so much like the illustrations in that book oh interesting so i just freaking love it yeah i also really like um the empress Mm mm-hmm because she just looks like such a badass. And she's I love so all the lush. At the I love She's just like that. And there's like, it's not a pregnancy card. No. It's just like a fertility. Like, look at all this incredible gardening I've done almost. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I pulled out Temperance because she has so much gold. Mm-hmm. That that makes me, look at how flashy that I card love is. that card. <laughs> it's so great. Love it. And then last but not least, both of these are specifically for almost the same exact reason. And it's the chariot and the moon. And both of them I pull out because of the blue. The blues, yes. Those are There's so not a stunning. ton of blue in these cards. Mm-hmm. It's mostly kind of like greens and purples and like I got I mean there's some blue, but these have like blue like bla- very blue, stark blue. Blah, blah, blah. Blue <laughs> backdrops. Yes. <blah>, and <laughs> with the stuff with the stars and they're just very nice comparison to each other. Yeah. And the moon makes me so happy because mm-hmm. it seems it's way it looks way more like contemplative rather yes. than like find the shadows and drag it into the dark. There's no right. like giant lobster. It's like a contemplation card. I think ways. this moon is one of my favorite moon cards of all of the decks ever. I love it so much. It's, it's so one good. of my favorites, yeah. All right, so what about you, girlfriend? Okay, so we had a lot of overlaps. So, okay. of course, the Nine of Swords, like I said before, yes. to me, this is like the anxiety card. It like, depicts anxiety so well. And how best. like your inner self is just always kind of blaming you and putting that guilt on you. So, I just love that. Because it's, <sighs> like, it's just I mean, like so self-identifying. Yeah. Like, like last night I slept like a rock star. I went to sleep literally at 8 and just like crashed out. But the night before, I had been... I was just up all night just thinking about that. Like all yeah. of the... It felt like a bunch of like different people were popping into my head and being like, oh, don't forget you need to X, Y, and Z. And it just could, would not stop. It's spiral. Like to me, it's like a very like good spiral. Like it's like just so many things like in your head, like speaking into you and you're just kind of overwhelmed. It's, it, yeah, it's, exactly. Depicts that so beautifully. And I also chose death because I like the death card, but I also pulled out the wheel of fortune. Cause I've, when I noticed this, I thought it was a really nice continuation because they look like the same figure. Just one oh, is yeah, hooded. They totally do. The wheel of fortune is a bit hooded. And death has the hood removed. So to me, they're they're like this. And I think also the seven of cups has the same green hooded figure. So I feel like this is like a a character kind of continuation. Like, but I haven't delved really into it, but it's just really interesting to me that art choices where it's not just like a gray, like the hoods are different colors or anything. It's like the same exact aesthetic for both cards. So to me, that's the same sort of person. Like the wheel of fortune is like the death, like change is coming and they're the ones that's controlling this change where the death card is like the change is here now. So I like it. I know I do too. So 
Those two. I also love Temperance. And interestingly enough, Temperance is like my spirit guide card. Like every time I get this card, it's like your spirit guide is here. Like me too. So it's like, and it's like this exact card and this like exact angel. Like it's like, yeah. it's not like it's specifically an angel, but it's like that whole like other being. This is kind of what like representational of that. And even though like yeah. I don't necessarily identify as like an angel, I just see it as like a. It's just a bigger person than, like, myself, like a human, <laughs> obviously. So I love temperance. That's so cause... funny. I didn't realize that the, te- the temperance started popping out for you for, like, being assigned from spirit guides, too. And then my last favorite, of course, is the moon. I just love... So good. Just, like, the fact that it's just not, like... It's just the perfect moon card to me. Like, because it's not scary. It's yeah. It's talking about, like, thinking and listening to yourself, like just looking at the light of the moon and being encouraged by it to me, it's just more than just like the scary lobster and the dogs. Yeah. I love that moon card. It's so great. It is great. (laughs) So now we get to draw a card that represents our relationship with the deck. So we'll see if temperance comes up for me. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be fun. That would be very interesting. Oh, I got strength. You got strength? Oh, I, li- I like the strength card, too. I got the King of Wands, which has a lizard on it. Like a very, oh, like, obvious yay. lizard. Like a very flashy oh. lizard. So, oh, a I golden like that. lizard. Yeah, this is both really great. Yeah, I like it. I'm into it. Yes, I, I love, love this deck. So, next week on the podcast, we're going to be doing a book review. The Last Sun by Katie Edwards, which is a fiction book. And we haven't done a fiction book in a while, so ta-da! In a while! But someone recommended this to us, and it has tarot in it and other stuff, so yes. Actually, it wasn't technically recommended to us. Our friend, the Van Mystic, was reading it, and she posted about it in her stories. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Well, she she recommended it to the general public. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I take that personally that the Van Mystic told us specifically to, in a to, message told us specifically via stories. general <laughs> facebook stories <laughs> yes. to read it but i'm excited about it because it seems very tarot oriented and it's the beginning of a series so hey we shall see we shall see we shall see so, so we'll you have about that next week one week to read it yes if you'd like to uh and we haven't done fiction for so long so this is gonna be great yeah we're gonna do it awesome so that's our show don't forget to send us your questions you can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com including a form to submit your questions on that's been newly revamped so you can find that there too and it's beautiful and you can tell your friends about us and rate and review us on wherever you listen to your podcast i just fuck that up every single time so you know you're with us here people (laughs) (laughs) you can also follow us on instagram at wildly tarot podcast or join our facebook community by searching for wildly tarot podcast on facebook and also you can support us on patreon we'd love your support and remember go forth and tarot wildly this week we love you so 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 much we do bye